0: Welcome back to another episode of Red White Chelsea Blues. I am Zach, your host for this episode, and I'm with my good buddy Josh. Josh, how you doing, bud? What's going on, man? Another another long hiatus for us. We kind of stink at uh, staying consistent, but I'll uh, I'll leave the the holidays as an excuse for that. Been busy, but uh, doing well. Doing well. And yourself. Good, good. Yeah, we've, uh, we've been, obviously, with the holidays and everything, um, you know, we've been busy uh, seeing family doing our own things. So, um, unfortunately, haven't found a time to be able to get together to uh, get this fourth episode in. But we have finally found the time, and um, obviously there's, you know, a lot to talk about um, in regards to Chelsea Football Club um, and a lot of matches that have happened since the last episode that we have had. But um, but yeah, we're looking forward to getting into it. And uh, any words that you have to say before we get into it, buddy? Oh no, we are just absolutely getting crushed with snow right now. There's snow. all oh, it's snowing inside my three season room, so I think it's officially a four season room now. Um, it's getting a little <laughs> out of hand. So you know, I got I got nothing to do but sit around and talk Chelsea football. And don't you think that we didn't watch any of these last past matches because we have just haven't been recorded or anything so yeah I got I got nothing better to do anyway not that there is anything better to do than talk and football so let's get into this thing exactly yeah it's uh, it's 50 degrees here right now in good old Kentucky and we're supposed to get snow tomorrow for first uh first thing is snow for the year tomorrow that I can think of anyways um but you know finally gonna see some white stuff on the ground hopefully um but you know, I also don't miss it. I'll say that much. So. <laughs> yeah, sick, dude. You're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. You live in Kentucky right. now. We get it. Don't get as much yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. I'm sweet. I'm sweet. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll get into it here, kind of what's happened since the last time that we, uh, that we recorded here. We had a uh, three match at well, four, including uh, the match that just happened uh, a couple hours ago. Um, but we had a 3-1 uh, win uh, at Aston Villa. Uh, in the Premier League, we had a 1-1 draw against Brighton in the Premier League as well um, with a, you know another <coughs> late goal. Sorry, that's Rudy, of course. Um, co-host Rudy. Yeah, co-host Rudy. Another late goal to, uh, unfortunately, have a draw um, against Brighton. Um, and then a good point, a uh, good draw against Liverpool, 2-2 draw. Um, especially after that comeback that they had going down to two nil early in the game and, um, you know, really kind of having a great end of the first half and, uh, a really solid game overall after that. Um, and then we just got done watching the Chelsea Tottenham first leg of the Carabao cup semifinals, um, in which that, in which Chelsea won two nil at the bridge. So up two nil on aggregate. There, heading back to um, London Stadium um, against Tottenham, um, and I guess we could start, you know, kind of breaking down into uh, to Liverpool here. Um, this is kind of this was a important match. Not that not that the other ones obviously were not important, but this one was uh, had a lot of um, hype around the around the match. And um, I, as I mentioned before, uh, two two draw at the bridge. And um, needless to say, I'll start with the fact that the game definitely lived up to the hype. Oh, absolutely. Big time. I mean, this is I, I, every match moving forward for, you know, Chelsea in the Premier league now, uh, and even Liverpool uh, is must win with the form that city's been in absolutely kind of blown away yeah. on us. So um, it, it was a must win uh, match for both of these sides. Um, and you could really see it. I mean, it, the desperation was everywhere, uh, especially in the first half. Um, I, people were just kind of flying around. It was a really, really awesome match. A lot of goals. I mean, everything you can really ask for in, in, in a Premier League match, we got in that uh, and you could definitely see how important of a match it was for, for, for both these sides. Definitely. Um, we had um, on our side, it was uh Kovacic and uh, Pulisic who were the goal scorers for Chelsea and um, both had very good games. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that were out there. A lot of a lot of uh, Chelsea players that had good matches. Um, kind of thinking about, you know, maybe your man of the match. Who would you who would you choose as your man of the match for this game, and why? Oh, don't even gotta don't even gotta think about it, Mateo. Even if he didn't, if he yeah. if the only thing that he did today was score this absolute worldly of a goal, uh, Mateo <laughs> Kojic a would still be my man of the match. Uh, but he had a superb match uh, outside of that. Um, he did just happen to score uh, just an absolutely just a boot off the volley after a really kind of a, a benign uh, free kick from the right side came right out to him. And that this came, I mean, this must have been, I don't know, 20 feet in the air came right down onto his foot um, off the right post and in. Uh, but after that, I mean, he, he had a really good match. He, him and uh, Conte paired up super well in that midfield Uh, not a lot got past them. And I just, obviously we, I think we kind of missed his shiftiness, uh, in the midfield and just how he's able to create space for himself and move the ball up the pitch. So, uh, for me, I, I had to go with Kovacic. Um, that was, uh, just, like I said, even if, uh, he didn't, if the only thing he did in that match score, that goal, he still gets the uh, man of the match for me. Yeah. I think that, I think that he's kind of the, the no brainer for man of the match in my opinion. I mean, he was, um, he was flying around out there, man. I mean, he was – he's looked like a water bug just all over the place, all over the place. And um, he had a really great match, and that was good to see. Um, first of all, good to see him back in the team, obviously, even mm-hmm. second of all. Good to see him have uh, a great match on top of that. And, you know, I mentioned the goal scorers for, for Chelsea, um, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, these are the goal scorers and not even, you know, mentioning the fact that they both 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 guys had, you know, fantastic goals to go along with those. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kovacic, I would already say that's up for goal of the season for Chelsea. Um, and then Pulisic was also, um, a very nice goal, very nice goal. Another kind of volley type, half volley-ish. Um, but he did a great job of controlling the ball and, um, and making that happen. So, and I do want to say too, that, uh, Conte put that into his path and Conte also had a great match. I mean, he was another, you know, having him out there as well as Kovacic and those two complementing each other, um you know, great matches from both of those guys. Yeah, definitely. It's just perfect. I mean, anytime you have a a full healthy Conte and he goes full 90s, feels like, uh, feels like you've got the world under control. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's definitely a different feel when you have Conte in there, obviously. Um, and then Kovacic doing what he did was just awesome. So um, yeah, um, obviously we went down two 0 with goals from Sadio Mane and Salah, and um, you know had the response in the first half of Kovacic and Pulisic. Um, the second half was it was back and forth a little bit, um, you know, but things kind of cooled down. Um, but overall, you like to see that response from Chelsea now. Oh, absolutely! This is one of those those matches, honestly. I, I hate to admit it. I will. I'll do it here. Cause we're in a safe space. Uh, everyone listening here, almost turn it off after Sal's goal. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> this is just, I had, I, I immediately thought to uh, the match that uh, United played Liverpool. Obviously we're not United. We don't stink. Uh, so that helps a lot. But I was like, <laughs> Oh, this is just going to be a route. You know, they're going to get down on themselves. It's just kind of like, we've never, we haven't had to play ourselves out of this big of a hole all year and the response um, from the fellows at, at the bridge was awesome. Uh, they picked up the pace. They, I mean, they did everything you obviously need to do when you go down early, need to open up the game, uh, to try to get back into it. They did exactly that. Um, and uh the catalyst is Kovacic's goal. I mean, that just absolutely lit up the bridge. Uh, you could kind of feel the energy, you could see you could tell even by you know his reaction, just how much that meant to him, how much that meant to everybody in this match. Um and it it was just kind of the catalyst to to really bring them back into this match and give them enough momentum to get that equalizer and then even before the half almost take the lead. Yes. Yep. And um, man, I'll tell you what, if that if that first half went another five or ten minutes, I think Chelsea could have scored you know one or two more goals with the way that that first half was ending. Um, so Liverpool maybe a little lucky in that regards in the fact that you know just at the brink on the brink of halftime. Um, Chelsea really kind of coming out of their shell. Um, But yeah, I mean, kind of, I mean, this was a, you know, especially in the first half, this was a back and forth game, the second half, not so much, but the first half, I mean, very back and forth. And I would say the stats kind of say, kind of say that or tell that I would say Um, 15 shots for Chelsea, 10 for Liverpool and six on target for both. So, you know, a lot of, A lot of balls being thrown at the net um, and quite a few on target um, in general. So the possession was fairly even 56 Chelsea, 44 Liverpool. Um, So, I mean, it was it was just back and forth, up and down. And those are the games that you love to see. I remember texting you and thinking, I mean, overall, like what a game like this (laughs) is like what a game we're watching right now. You know, you know, this game reminded me of. This game reminded me of when you play bubble hockey. Everyone's on the same line, and you're just rushing these dudes back and forth. Like everyone, like just flying around uh so yeah exactly like you said you text me you know, like this is it doesn't i mean it didn't matter if you weren't a, a chelsea or liverpool, liverpool fan uh, it was a really great match to watch and um just a lot of fun you know this is uh sometimes you know soccer football gets its uh gets its bad rap but that was everything you could wish for and in a half i'll say that you uh that you could have couldn't ask for more for sure 100 yep um I'm going to apologize again for Rudy because for some reason he's just deciding to sit there and bark at Maggie for no freaking reason. So, hey, love, um, let's hope all our down. yeah, I know, co-hosts. I know, I know. So, um, yeah, so I mentioned, uh, you know, Sadio Mane having that first goal for Liverpool in the ninth minute. Um, I think we should take it a step before that and look in the first minute of the game. um, in which, you know, Mane got a yellow card for a challenge that he had on Um, kind of threw, threw an elbow, came down through and throwing an elbow at Um Is that yellow for you or is that red for you? What do you think? Yeah, well, first off, <laughs> I do have to admit, I mean, this is just to even like put this in perspective, how early in this game was, I hadn't even sat down yet, I was still getting my, <laughs> I was still getting my uh, drinks and uh, beverages and food kind of set up for myself so I could not miss a second and that caused me to miss this. Um, but after <laughs> after watching that, uh, that replay, I mean, it's it's got to be a straight red, it's got to be a straight red, it doesn't like it was early. I, I saw no intent other than to smash Aspie's face. Um, I I think that's, that was just a, it's, it really sucks to turn to start a match like that with such a turning point. Um, such kind of a polarizing thing. Uh, But I, I mean, for me, it, it is uh, I, I don't really even want to say that's biased. I I really think he had no intention. He was, he absolutely flung that elbow out. He knew Aspie's face was there uh, and called him flush um, so I, I don't know if you, if you saw it a little differently, kind of saw you shaking your head a little bit there, but, um, I, I, for me, it was straight red. I mean, I think it was, um, yeah, it was, um, Arlo and Lee Dixon who were doing the, you know, the American broadcast and Lee Dixon said it perfect. He said, if that is, you know, in the 40th minute, that's, that's, there's no question that that's a red. And so why if it happens in the first 10 or I don't even remember what I'll say 30 seconds? If it happened, why is it why is it it, because it happened in the first 30 seconds? So like there's just like there's a purge, is that what you're saying? You can just go out and do everything where (laughs) right like it doesn't matter. So what yeah it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. And that's the answer, right? Like it shouldn't matter. But in the grand scheme of the game, right? That's kind of something that you notice. Um, that is noticeable I guess is the fact that you know you have these challenges early on that you know definitely some of them whether it's okay it's a yellow it could be a red or if it's a foul and it could be a yellow Um, and hey I I think I mean the the answer is I mean there's really no I mean there's it's not it's not correct like if 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 it's a red card, then it should be a red card. Like that's the facts. Um, You know, my, I guess my opinion on the fact is that it's literally, it's for the nature of the game, right? Because if you have, I mean, you're almost ruining the game. If, you know, there's a red card thrown out in the first, you know, five minutes of the, I know this was before that, but the er, er, earlier in this time, but in the first five minutes of the game, let's say the first 10 minutes of the game, you're essentially kind of ruining that spectacle and that's not what should be thought of you know from a ref and that's in that situation it should be is it a red yeah it's a red so i think the buck stops there There. that's what i'm saying the buck stops there if it's a red it's a red you call it like it doesn't like it doesn't matter if it's the six second the six minute 96 minutes. it like it doesn't if it's a red you call it a red i i i I struggle to come to terms with the fact, like, at that point where it's like, you know, you have to, you're ruining the spectacle, where it's like, but at at what point are we, you know, you're really sacrificing even like the, I don't want to speak, I don't want to say spirit of the game, but like, that's what, I mean, if you police the game how you're supposed to be policed, you know, if it's a red card, it's a red card, you you call it. Unfortunately, yeah, it puts them down, you know, a man for the rest of the match, and then it's going to be pretty lopsided, but. Uh, at some point you'd still have to police the game in a, a way that makes sense um and not there, there just can't be so many other factors like it's 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 a, it's a red card or is it not if it's a red card then you you pull out the card you book him he gets sent off and then uh they they defend with with 10 men for the rest of the match yeah right and yeah i mean i no matter what i mean i think it should have been a red you think it should have been a red I'd say, I mean, I mean, I don't want to speak for people, but I think the majority of the people would think, you know, it's a red. We obviously are biased, you know, um, but I, I do think that's a red card. And I think it was not put out there because of the fact that it was early on the game. And I think that's the story. So we can move on from that. Um, but that was a little frustrating, you know, early on in the match and how that kind of, you know, yeah. it, it, I mean, you just, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, I mean, the only positive is that Azpi was all right. And I think he uh, even got a full 90 and if I'm not mistaken, so i uh, just happy he was all right. Uh, I mean, you still look at it. I mean, Sadio Mane still had to play. Um, I think he played like 77 minutes. So he still had to play all that on a yellow as it is. So right. it is you uh, take your lumps, especially as a Chelsea fan when Anthony Taylor's on the pitch, but we don't ever get into that either. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just you just move on, and uh, obviously you still have a match to win after that, regardless. Well, we're not going to move on from Saudi Mane, um, unfortunately, um, because even though he should have been to red, he's still a fantastic player and a player that you do not want to see on the pitch, and that showed after in the ninth minute when he scored uh, the first goal um, for Liverpool, making it one nil. Um, obviously, Chalba had a little bit of a blunder, um, you know, went for the header on something that should have been, I mean, he should have played it out with his foot. um, And unfortunately it's right onto him on his feet and he ends up burying the goal. Um, Couldn't have, I mean, anybody else, anybody else. after he throws a people's elbow gets asby it had to be, Freaking right. money. I, that was like i was i was fired up initially and then i was fired was up when i it. saw that happen but yeah Chalabug just i don't i don't know if that was just a freak glitch thing where he was just he you know thought he had a better chance to clear that away with his head um it's it kind of just ended up being another game breaking moment which you know put us down super early and uh really kind of stunk so you you kind of wonder if this match even takes a, a completely different direction if he just clears that away with his feet Yeah, maybe. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was a split-second decision, right, and he just made the wrong one. Um, And you don't want to ever see that happen, but that stuff does happen. Um, We talked about it um, in the same – not the same situation, but something very similar happened uh, to Jorginho against Everton. Everton, right? I think it was Everton. I could be wrong on that, but when Jorginho, you know, basically handed the ball – um away and oh united I mean, that's to, to sancho was right? it united yep Gave it. Some, oh it was yeah job. it was to sancho yeah i'm sorry I, was, I don't know why i was thinking everton but point being i mean that stuff happens so um so yeah but i mean they, it's unfortunate to see but i mean great finish from Mane, and obviously he had to you know have the patience to be able to um give himself the opportunity but going down one nil is not something you want to see and in that way, especially so, and then to top that off, um, my Ma- Salah this dude is unbelievable. Um, ends up putting Chelsea, or sorry, Liverpool up by two, um, putting them up two to nil. Um, an absolutely fantastic move from him, um, and a great goal. Um, and that's really all I can say about that. To be honest, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't, it does it doesn't matter what defenders you put out there, what, you know, center backs, left wing back, whatever formation you play in, whatever, doesn't matter who any combination, anybody in the world, uh, them and a goalkeeper, Mosala finishes that. I mean, it just was a great play um, started off the foot of Trent Alexander. Arnold has been uh, obviously very good, uh, especially with him, uh, Mo Salah on, uh, on that right side. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great move. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Marcus Alonso has been the victim of uh, a couple um, good plays. Uh, he's just, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's most right. solid Chips it over, Mendy. Uh, great play. So, it is what it is. And, uh, again, just a great player doing great things. That's what they do. Yep. And um, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm like 99% sure that it was um, Alexander Arnold that, that gave that ball into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that set him through. I mean that was a fantastic ball as well, um, but excuse me, just Salah being cool, you know, calm, cool, collected, and making it happen. Um, it's just that's what you expect from him. Um, so you know that that happens. Chelsea are down, you know, two nil early, two nil. I think it was yeah, twenty-six minute for Salah. So twenty-seventh minute, they're down two nil, and we're thinking, okay, we gotta we gotta turn this around. Um, and obviously um, we needed a spark plug and that Kovacic goal <laughs> was definitely the spark plug. <laughs> I mean, what a goal. Just, I mean, the fact I was like, I remember I was sitting on my pouch and the ball came popping out and, you know, I saw I was kind of falling to Kovacic and I was kind of like half, like, you know, Like shoot, I was like, I was like, I wanted him to shoot, but I was like, it's Kovacic. But I mean, my God, what? I mean, putting his laces right through it, perfect technique, um, and a fantastic goal. I oh yeah, I was, I I mean, my eyes already went like up behind into the shed end. I was like, it's my eyes immediately went there. I was like, there's no chance this goes anywhere. Like it's gonna boot it over. It's gonna be a goal kick, and. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Crushes it off the, the outside of his boot, curling <laughs> out to the right, hits the right post goes in. I did the same thing. I jumped off off the couch. I, I did like a half because I think Carly was, was sleeping. Um, yeah. but it was just, I mean, a fantastic goal. Like we said earlier, just to add, just the catalyst to, to get us back in the match. And, uh, that, that was kind of the first hope that I actually had, obviously you're only down one after that, but that was like, that really got me back into the match. And, uh, Really gave me uh, gave me some hope for for the rest to see what we could uh, pull out, see if we could pull out a result against Liverpool. Yeah, and I mean credit to, I mean obviously the players, but the fans as well. I mean, it that Stanford Bridge after that goal was just electric, extremely loud, and, and urged the players on. And you know, as a result of that, Chelsea had beautiful play at the end of the end of the first half, and which resulted in you know. Another another uh, Chelsea goal, Christian Pulisic in the 45th plus one minute. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, another great goal, beautiful piece of play from Conte and um, a fantastic goal, a a great finish from from Christian. Yeah, that was another really, really uh, big goal, really good finish. Um, played perfectly up the left side the whole entire time, which we should mention uh, finally get to see Pulisic again on his strong side on the left there uh, and really kind of got rewarded for it. Um, Cause that, that was a great play started. I don't I, don't remember exactly where it started, but got it up to Conte. Uh, flicked it out to, to Plistic in space and uh, just finished it perfect in the exact same corner as as uh, Kovacic, up, up in that top right. Got us back in the game, uh, and that was kind of another... Uh, I don't usually jump off the couch often, but I found myself getting up and down a lot in a short span of time. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, that, that the bridge was absolutely electric, and we were really just responding to the situation and what happened, but... No, I mean that was I mean, yeah, great another great like I said earlier, but another great kind of, you know, half volley but kind of a first time ish finish. Um and it's great to see Christian, you know, kind of get back into that into form. I think he sprouted out in this game as well on top of Kovacic. Um and and yeah, I mean, great way to end the first half and end up bringing it, you know, back to 2-2. Um which obviously ended up being the, you know, the end result. So, um, I mean, overall, like we said, but, I mean, what a first half. I mean, just a a fantastic first half of football to watch. Oh, it's phenomenal. And, you know, even moving on, uh, we almost took the lead. I mean, we almost took the lead. Uh, I think it was Havertz uh, who – uh, ended up getting the ball on the right side of the box uh, didn't I think he got a shot blocked then it kind of squeaked over to Mason Mount didn't get a hole uh, definitely didn't get a whole boot on it and it just rolled out on the by the left post yeah um, again just creating chances um, and really just the, the part that you know was awesome for me is just keeping the pressure up you know obviously it's something mm-hmm. that. You could have tied it up. It was already in stoppage time. Could have you know packed it in uh, and said, "Let's just get to half," which I should have done. Uh, maybe a couple other times where we've given up late goals, but uh, it's nice to be on the other end of that, where we're you know creating a lot of chances and uh, really keeping the press up and uh, keeping the pressure up. Yep, yep, one hundred percent. So, yeah, kind of moving into the second half, uh, like we said. Um, a little bit more reserved, um, in the play, but still a few chances for, for either side to, um, find a winner, um, obviously didn't happen. So end ended up, you know, ended up as a final result of, uh, 2-2, um, which is a good point, good point, uh, for the boys, but also a little disappointing. Um, I, I don't want to say incredibly disappointing, but, um, I mean, Still at the bridge, you know. So it's kind of a game that you, you wish you could take three points from, but um, not gonna look back. And you know, if 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 they do not, you know, if they don't win the win the title or whatever, um, you're not gonna look back and say this was a result that you know led to that. No, unfortunately, it's the Everton match, the Wolves match, the Burnley match. Like, this was, I mean, this was just a, a good classic. Yep. Absolutely. It's a good classic match between, you know, two of the, the big six um, in the premier league. And uh, it, it was really good game. It Yeah. Second half, it was super reserved, definitely some big champ chances, but you could tell kind of both sides didn't really want to continue that same pace. I think from, from the yeah. first half, uh, obviously it would have been great for everybody else, but uh, with it being that open, I think it probably gets, you know, pretty lopsided at, at some point. So stay pretty reserved, but um, definitely a couple of big chances for both sides, uh, to, to finish out that, that full ninety uh, there to, to keep us interested. Yeah. And, you know, speaking on, um, our midfield a little bit again, and that Conte Kovacic parent, I mean, um, they played fantastic together. They both have, you know, what, 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 what Conte and Kovacic have that Jorginho doesn't have as much is that, um, you know quick speed high Mm. tempo Mm. on you know if if there's somebody that's you know getting you know somebody from Liverpool getting the ball in that midfield they're right on them right Mm -hmm. um and that's not as much of what Jorginho provides um but I mean overall great I mean great to see them flourish as a pairing um and you know I mean moving forward, I guess all you can say is that you have really kind of a three headed monster. As long as everybody stays healthy. I know that Conte, unfortunately just came across the wire that he's, uh, uh, he got tested positive for COVID, um, as well as Silva. But, um, I mean, still when you have a full three, I mean, all three of those guys are healthy and ready to go. I mean, you have a three headed monster there and, (laughs) uh, you know, it's really showing, I would say it's really showing right now um, just as good as we've seen it from all three of those guys because they're all playing really well. Excuse me, yeah, absolutely. I mean it was it's a pairing we've seen before, but we haven't seen uh, a bunch of and I, I love the point you made about how uh, the really saying the pace of that game really suited how they play a, really well. Uh, so they really kind of just, fit right into to what was going on around them uh that's how they like to play that's when they're at their best they can just fly around uh they're i mean both of them i think the the stat that i saw they both between the two had 225 ball recoveries like just something just absurd between the two of it was like 11 and or 13 and 11, 14, something like that between the two of them. So they're, I mean, these guys are just flying around, getting the ball back possession. That was super awesome. Um, and I, I think as we, we we move forward, it probably is going to be uh, that three-headed monster. And it's good to see uh, Ruben uh, back on the pitch uh, again today as well. I think it's, we're probably going to move, you know, forward uh, with some combination as long as we can keep even all four of them together, you know, one of the, Really, you know, ball recovery fast, get to the guy quick. Guys in Conte and Kovačić, uh, well, i uh, you know paired with the, the guys who distribute a little bit better uh, in Jorginho and maybe maybe Ruben Loftus Cheek, uh, who I mean he he doesn't pass as well as he just brings the ball up the field. But I think we'll see a lot of combinations for that, especially in. Uh, the Premier league when we can kind of utilize both of those strengths where these games aren't going to be as open and flying around and uh, you don't need kind of two of those uh, ball getters in, in the middle of the field at all times. 100%, 100%. Um, Yeah, obviously, you know, you want to see everybody healthy um, and having those options is just, I mean, fantastic moving down the stretch, you know, I mean, we get, we we still have, we're still playing a ton of games. Um, you know, there are a ton of matches that we have for the rest of the season. Um, you know, playing probably twice a week more so than we are, you know, playing once a week. So lots of matches, lots of minutes and getting everybody healthy and seeing everybody in form is, you know, is exactly what we want to see. Speaking of in form, um, going to go back to the, uh, the goalkeeper and Mendy. And I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to give up two goals in a game, but he still had a, he still had a, you know, great performance, um, that you cannot look past, even though he let two slip by him. Yeah. I mean the, and the two that, I mean, just nothing was his fault either. I mean the, a really bad giveaway, uh, nothing he can do there, just try to make himself big and take up you know as much as there's as much time and space away from as from Sonny as you can. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get out there in time. And uh obviously that doesn't bode well for you. So nothing he could do there. And then again, beautiful finish by Mo Salah. Didn't matter who was in that, that wasn't his fault. He played it perfectly. Um and Salah was just able to to chip it uh, up and around him. But yeah, he the the biggest things that he he had for me was just some of the, the big saves. There's another one on, on Mo Salah where Um, I mean, he must have been 30 yards out and uh, Mendy was out. Uh, He was able to get back and he was all like he was moving backwards and still made that save, still able to get enough hands on it to push that ball. Uh, up over the net so that's the kind of the big one that that sticks out in my mind uh, i know he had a few other ones but uh, another really stellar match i mean this this match could have been 5-5 five, five, as easily it was, as it was 2-2 two, two. you know kelleher did have a good game as well but um yeah mendy's uh just awesome guy to have back there i mean he's just constantly in form uh doesn't seem to to have a lot of blunders and uh he's uh, he's our anchor back there and uh, obviously we wish um the best of luck to him as he heads off to the africa africa cup of nations so we aren't going to have him for a while um so it was a good uh send off for him uh, a couple great saves and uh, a good draw against liverpool so good luck to good luck to him on his uh on his uh quest to win another trophy in africa yes and um you know i guess speaking on that note super quick um <clears throat> Kepa Today, at least, you know, against Tottenham, against a full-strength Tottenham side, I, I do want to say, since it is the Carabao Cup, um, but he looked, he looked very good in this game. He looked composed, um, and so seeing him look like that and hopefully continue that form throughout this month, Um, at least throughout, you know, as long as, I guess I don't know how long it is that Mendy will be out for, um, because of the AFCON cup, but, um, but, you know, good to see him, um, show some form and show some, some positivity had a couple good saves today. So, and that's what we need. We need, uh, you know, we need to get back to those clean sheets. So hopefully he can, um, you know, step in there and do exactly what he did today for as long as Mendy's out. Yeah, it's I, I think one of the things he is a little bit better than Mendy. And maybe this is just kind of a recency bias type thing, too. But uh, he's, he's really good. He's really composed, like you said, with the ball. He plays the ball very well. He makes really good decisions um, when he boots the ball. He puts it in the right spaces for for our guys to, to get ahead on and to keep possession. Um and yeah, it's I, he's had a lot of good form all this year. Um, obviously, um, pretty much just been playing in the league cup. Um, but he's I mean, he's just been solid. Every goal that he's given up to is the same thing, absolutely not his fault. It's been nothing that I can remember anyway. So it, it'll be good to have him uh between the sticks for a while. I mean, I, I think uh the more time that he gets, the more confidence he's gonna get. Uh, the better he's going to get. So any any time that we maybe need to, to give Mendy a rest, if we put him in, um, you know, I feel really just as confident. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, 100%. So, okay, well, we're going to kind of move on to from um, from the match review for Liverpool, <laughs> and we're going to kind of move into um, a topic that, you know, kind of took the football world by storm. Um that being um the news of um the interview that Lukaku had um kind of speaking on you know how he's not necessarily happy at Chelsea um and it it, it, it this interview was about a month ago and um it was with the uh, Sky Sports in in Italy um and He basically goes on and says that you know he is not happy at Chelsea for for numerous reasons, two goals in playing, you know the system that he wanted he would like to play in. Um, He misses being at Inter Milan, um, playing you know with players there, playing with playing under Conte, sorry Antonio Conte being, um, and thinking and even mentions the fact of possibly returning to Inter at some point um while he's still in his prime so i mean so as of now how it stands really is that you know there has been and and now and we'll get into this but there's been resolve and um and things like that and obviously he just played in the match against tottenham what's your what's your initial reaction to kind of this this interview and um you know, these reports of kind of what he said, I guess, before we step into the resolve part of it. Yeah, I mean, when this all first came out, I mean, we I, I mean, we text pretty much all day, every day about everything anyway. But obviously, when something like this comes up, you can't not talk about it uh when I first I mean I when I first read it I mean my heart sank I was like what is going on there's just like and everything like just kind of kept getting piled on you know we've had some uh less than uh ideal results as of late we're having a lot of injuries a lot of COVID and now all of a sudden you spend 100 million pounds on your uh talisman striker and he says he's not happy uh among a bunch of other things that you mentioned you know would love to go back to inter in his prime to win trophies love conte um all this stuff and you just keep reading pile around, and pile on i'm like no way this can't be happening now like it can't be like i just my heart absolutely sank and i just i i, I couldn't believe it i didn't want to believe it and that's i i kind of was skeptical of it kind of the whole time i, I felt something was weird like everything didn't add up but um, I, I know we were texting about it so when when you when you saw the news come through I mean what kind of what were you thinking because I, I was interested to get your perspective on it as well you know it's just it, it's <clears throat> it's on <un>, it <clears throat> my sorry excuse me my initial reaction is that it's unexpected mm-hmm. I mean the whole basis around Lukaku coming back to Chelsea was because he he loves the club he wants to you know he he always dreamed of, you know, playing at the bridge and all this stuff, right. Mm-hmm. All that, you know, all that work, the marketing team did when, you know, he, he ended up, you know, signing with Chelsea and things of that nature. And after that, you know, it's just, it was just unexpected. Um, and also the fact of everything that he said, um, it was just, it was very to the point, right. It was very, very to the point. Um and there was no, there's no, you know, bullshit around it. It was to the point of what's happening, you know, what I feel and this and that. So, you know, right now, I sit, I mean, I sit in a spot where they say they've resolved it and, and things like that. Um, but you still got to think that he's thinking, so, I mean, those things in his head, no? Like, I mean, I mean, obviously I don't think, I don't think that'll affect his play. Like, I think he's still going to work hard for this team and for the club, but you got to think that, you know, maybe even looking into the summer, like, I mean, who knows, right? But you got to think that it's still in the back of his mind. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, <clears throat> we would be remiss to say that it's not in the, the back of his mind. And kind of what had come out was, um, was basically, well, yeah, kind of what I'm, I'm trying to even try to make sense of this all because it, there was so much information that came out at once. Basically, he was like he based part of this resolve was he was saying that he really, uh, you know, wanted to build up that reputation back up with the Inter fans. He wasn't super happy with how, um, you know, his his leaving the club what, went over. You know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of resentment from the Inter fans. You know, he was there for what, two years, I think it was. Um, you know, just won um, uh, a trophy there at Sierra. They won the Syria uh, and he was kind of trying to really kind of make that up and kind of explain and just, you know, get, keep that relationship stable. And <laughs> I hope it wasn't now that I, I'm even thinking about it now, I hope it wasn't for a potential return, but um, you know, it, it, it that part doesn't make sense to me because it's just like the crazy thing is like somebody, okay, like everyone okayed this, like he okayed it, his manager okayed it. I'm sure he had conversations with a close family that, okay, this is well, like in what world, unless you really do want to return to enter at some point, do you do this interview? Like in what world do you do it at all? But then, you know, say a bunch of things like, Hey, I, I loved, you know, Lautaro Martinez, like playing under Conte, I liked, uh, you know, doing all this. I miss, you know, Italy, my family's there, all this stuff like in what world, like who, who okays that? That's, that's my biggest thing. And it's just, it was just, it couldn't have been worse timing with everything else. And then having only been there for, you know, what, four or five months, uh, not sure that's entirely accurate, but not very long. And it, it just, it, it's it, just like, it's super unexpected. It doesn't make sense. It just a lot of it. There's, I think there's still a lot that doesn't add up. So I, I agree with you. And, um, you know, following that, um, I guess following all the reports and everything of that nature, um, there are definitely some reactions that came from it. Right. Um, he was left out of the team completely. Um, not even, not just left out of the starting 11, but left out of the team completely against Liverpool. Um, as well as, you know, he was, he was fined for, you know, what are you saying and, and all this stuff. And I mean, you know, Roman Abramovich and, and, and the board, you know, supported Tuchel and in, in this, um, which I think was good to see. I will say on a side note, um, but you know, I, I get. I mean, that's kind of what happened as a result of it, and then now it's kind of swept then swept under the rug. I mean, do you, I mean, do you think that this is? I mean, this has to be something that comes back up at some point, right? Like this has to be something that comes up in a couple of months, no? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is going to come up in every match they play through the rest of the year. I mean, this is going to come up through, I think, the rest of Lukaku's Chelsea career, if it's a long one, because it's going to, everyone's always going to come back to it like, oh, you know, when you're going to leave, go back to enter, when are you leave in, when are you leave in. Um, so it's, I, it was uh, definitely a bit of hardball, I think, that Tuchel was playing. Um, I, I think it's going to come up for a while, but I think leaving him out was kind of the way to, to send that message. I mean, obviously we uh, kind of have come up uh, from upgrade, upbringing in sports we've played where it's kind of, you know, you send the message and, you know, hopefully the, the message is received uh, by the, the person who needs that message, uh, being obviously Lukaku in this situation. I, I, I think this is kind of more of a non-story if this happens, like right before the Brighton game and he's left out. Uh, it just happened to be before a huge Liverpool match at home, um, so I mean, I I think the him leaving Tugel leaving Lukaku out of the squad was warranted. I think it probably was the way to to do it. Uh, does it kind of handicap you? Yes. Uh, it it just was. I I couldn't see him being on the pitch after this has all come out. It just it doesn't make sense. I don't think. Sorry, I was muted. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, um, stay hot, Bob. Stay hot. Um, so, obviously, you know, as a result of that, I mean, there will be – I mean, like you said, I mean, there's gonna, it's going to be brought up, you know, throughout the rest of the season, but definitely, I think, come the summer. Um, but, you know, I, I, following all of that as well, I mean, Lukaku met with, with Tuchel – um, not once, but twice, I think, um, and really kind of just explained to him, you know, why like his answers and, in, in the interview and kind of try to clarify exactly what it is that he was, you know, doing or saying or whatever. But, um, you know, and Lukaku said that, you know, his intention was to, to save, um, his reputation with the inner fans and to kind of explain, you know, his departure, um, from Inter to Chelsea, excuse me. And um, you know, beyond that, he also, you know, told Tuco that he's uh, committed, a hundred percent committed to Chelsea, um, and apologize and apologize for you know creating what's been created. So you know, it's like we said numerous times, it's something that's going to be talked about and something that's going to come up. Um, And it's going to create rumors, um, you know, definitely in the summer and things like that. So um, I guess, you know, we'll see if Lukaku holds true to that. Um, And I hope he does because we really need him, you know, kind of, you know, leading, leading up front there and and scoring goals and um, wanting to do so for the club that he supposedly loves. Yeah. And that's, he's at the end of the day, he's still our player. I mean, he said, you know, even from the start of it, after everything came out, he's like, he's still going to be professional about it. Um, I, I, I think he will. I think, I I definitely think there's going to be more that comes out about this, but at the same time, knowing, you know, football world and the media and everything, like they're just going to move on to the next big, like, this is going to be, this is just the, The next saga, the next big headline that comes out, you know, Um, this is probably the biggest one since the Super League, since, you know, Ronaldo moving back to United, since Messi moving on from Barca, Um, just not comparing them, obviously, but kind of just the the size of the storyline. So, yeah, it's just it's a big one. It's going to follow him around for a little bit. And it's he'll really be able to, to prove it, you know, on the pitch. I mean, we we have to play him. Like you said, we do need him. We need him scoring goals. We need him on the pitch at all times or as much as possible. Um, and I – yeah, I don't know. I think it was just I, – I can't imagine that he – like everything he said after that too was just super, you know, crisis management, PR, put out the fire type stuff, which is obviously what you have to do anyway. Um, But I I think there's a lot to be said about doing this interview in Italian. You know, I don't speak Italian. I don't know, um, you know, the getting this translated over to to English. There's a lot of, you know, context that was missed and even just even inflection or anything. Uh, Obviously, anything could be twisted like that. So I I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out to this. Um, But I think eventually it's going to be pretty one sided where either he really meant everything he said or it really kind of was twisted he wants to be at Chelsea um and kind of only time will tell with that but super yep. ill-advised can't believe that came out I mean that was unbelievably stupid yep yep so I mean you know I, I mean I guess we can get into you know the match that we just saw today um uh, Chelsea and Tottenham in the first leg of the EFL Cup um first leg of the semi-final that is but Chelsea with a 2-0 um result um, at the bridge and I mean plenty of guys had had fantastic games I think I mean well speaking on Lukaku that's kind of how I moved on he ate he played a good game he played a big role didn't score didn't score obviously but he played a big role um, in the game overall and had a good impact I think but plenty of guys had uh, very solid games out there um, for Chelsea and Honestly, the stats really show the domination that they had against Tottenham. Tottenham looks like a, like they should be in the championship in this game. I'll say that much for free. But um, the uh, the shots were nineteen to five in Chelsea's favor, and six to two on target possession. Sixty four percent Chelsea, thirty six percent Tottenham, and then um, passes were six seventy one to three eighty two, um, oh. with Chelsea having a ninety percent pass accuracy. So. Um, Yeah. I mean, this game, I mean, Chelsea looked fantastic in this game and Tottenham did not. (laughs) That's really kind of the story, but um, I mean, what did you take away from this match? I guess today. Yeah. My, my biggest thing is again, just really showing up kind of opposing your will uh, early. I mean, we were all over them early. I think the first half possession I looked at was like 72% or something ridiculous. So uh, just the, the fact that we started super well, and then we really had you know 45 full minutes uh, of full pressure. You didn't really see kind of the pressure let up until uh, halftime, when Conte was able to to make some adjustments uh, in, in shape and bring in another midfielder. Uh, so they definitely benefited from that. But, I mean, if 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 it was 90 minutes straight, I mean, I think it would have been 85% possession Chelsea. Just uh, all over them moving the ball. I said that we were texting again. Like we always do it in the game. Ball movement was phenomenal. Um, I, I think we play our best when we're able to, to move the ball to the top of the box uh, and make a bunch of really short uh, one-touch passes because uh, that eventually – uh, gets everyone ball watching. It frees up space for someone uh, to get a shot off. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I, I just I thought it was all around. It was a good match. Kept ahead. Uh, didn't have a lot to do, but he was there when he needed to be. Uh, defensively, we were good. I thought Saar had a good game. He uh, is definitely seems to be uh, Rudiger's prodigy. Did a lot of uh, Rudiger-ness uh, to him today. Uh, and even I'll shout definitely. out Saul too. Saul had a really good game. I thought, I think uh, this was. What is, is definitely his best game as a Chelsea player? I think it was a, a big step for him to maybe you know see out the rest of the season. Obviously, we have him uh, on a season-long loan, so uh, yeah, an- another big positive for me is really kind of only positives. Yeah, um, you could see the appreciation from the performance that Saul had, <clears throat> excuse me, and in, in, uh, that Tuchel had for it. the appreciation that Tuchel had because when he came off. Two goals, like, you know, he was smacking his back, like, like yeah. let's go, type thing. Um, so great to see him have a good performance. And, um, I, I mean, he really played well in that midfield, so that was awesome. Um, as I mentioned, two nil, uh, two goals coming from Kai Havertz in the fifth minute, which was, uh, you know, a great early run. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, a a great uh, takeaway from Marcus Alonso and a beautiful ball played um, that led to, you know, Kai basically being in front of the goalie, (laughs) you know, in the 18 yard box and um, ended up finishing, finishing the job. So uh, a great first goal. And then second goal coming off of an own goal. from uh, (laughs) um, ZS with the uh, with the in swinger. And, uh, you know. Hitting two tottenham players ago. <laughs> that yeah. was that uh, was pinball off tottenham foreheads dude that was yeah, so that was, funny and then that was goofy that was funny was, but um maurice watch it go in and just raise his hands like dude that is so funny to me yeah it was it was that was <laughs> that was pretty funny but, you donkeys you look so yeah, dumb. you look so dumb um no but i mean that goal was obviously created from that pressure and that beautiful ball in um and overall just i mean I mean, 19 shots speaks for itself, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just getting pressure on them and getting in decent spaces where they're able to give themselves an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's stunk to see uh, Pulisic. Um, you know, go out and right wing back again when he came on for Ziyech because he is uh, one of our best players in space. If we can find him in space, get him the ball, he's unbelievable. He's good at finding himself space as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it just it's a lot of positives that to come out of this and, and a lot of momentum. You know, I, I, I think we had some momentum kind of that Liverpool game to, to keep it going through here uh, into even this weekend. we got an FA Cup match. Um, so yeah, just a, a good way of a good, like you said, a full strength Tottenham. I mean, we saw almost nothing from Harry Kane and, uh, young son, same thing. I mean, their two best players were rendered absolutely useless pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, they, I, I mean, this was their, I think this was, I mean, there's obviously a few guys they can interchange, right. But this was a, a starting 11 for Tottenham. I mean, this was a starting 11. So good to see that Chelsea really got the job done. And, you know, with some guys who, I mean, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, they're not as good, but right. Cause that's not my point. It's more so guys that haven't been getting the minutes as in, mm-hmm. you know, Sar and, and Saul and, and step it, excuse me, step in and, uh, and do a job and do it very well. Um, so and that's what we're going to need moving forward, you know, looking at the next three months, which are jam-packed. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we can, I guess looking, you know, beyond this match today, kind of looking at the rest of the month, we have four matches in the month of January um, that we have left to play. Two of those are against Tottenham, so we're playing Tottenham three times. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Be so good, though, if we keep smacking they, around, it's awesome. Well, they might, they might absolutely despise us by the end of this month. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, as you mentioned, we have an FA Cup uh, tie, um, this Saturday at uh, twelve thirty Eastern time here in the states. But it's against Chesterfield, um. So we definitely should see, you know, some rotation in that game. Oh, so yeah. it'll be It'll be interesting to see, you know kind of what, what what team is being put out you know for, for that match um, it'll be fun to see but um, you know hopefully right. we can get some some guys out there that haven't been getting getting minutes and things like that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you you look at the next. I mean, we have the, the second leg of the, the Carabao Cup semifinals next Wednesday, followed by Man City. After that, we've got a couple guys who just have COVID. So we're not going to see them. I, I think I think that this Chesterfield match is gonna be a lot of fun. Obviously, the early FA Cup matches where you're playing a little bit smaller uh clubs is, is is always fun it is a good chance to to kind of get some of younger guys out there get some minutes uh and, and get some experience so i i'm really kind of excited for that it's kind of just one of those things i, I always think is cool you know we get to see a little bit of uh maybe some harvey vale again who did step on the the, the pitch for a couple of minutes today and looked pretty good um so some of our, our younger guys get to shine and uh yeah definitely need need the rest as much as we can with the uh the next two matches we have coming up after that yeah, so, um, yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll be nice to see, like like you said, to see kind of some change in the sides, uh, side and things like that. A um, couple of facts I have just because I was looking at... Hit me. Yeah. Chelsea uh, haven't faced Chesterfield in the FA Cup since the 1949-50 season, and they won 3-0 um, in a fifth-round replay after a 1-1 draw. Chesterfield has won had one victory against Chelsea, um, and it was back in October of nineteen o five. Nineteen o five. I remember. I yeah. remember it well. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great match. Um, yeah. So you know, Chesterfield. I believe they're a League Two side, right? So um, either League One or League Two. I'm. I'm, I'm pretty positive they're a League Two side. So. Um, Yeah, I mean, it'll be, you know, like we said, good to see some rotation and, um, you know, hopefully a a win for the Blues. Um, So you're looking beyond that, we play uh, Tottenham um, next Wednesday. So a week from today, the day we're recording that being um, against Tottenham again, you know, in the second leg, of the semifinals. So that will be um, at Tottenham, obviously, um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And then we go and we have a very tough match um, that following Saturday um, away at City. So that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a very tough match. um, And that'll definitely be one that will be, you know, worth watching. And um, hopefully we can find a result from that because that's really important for the table. So. Um, it's, it's massive, and it's uh, you know Lukaku had the comment after the um, I don't remember what game it was, but he said it we're hunters now. Like we're the hunters. That's that's the game to to go out and prove it and uh, say this is still something that can be done. Obviously, if we were gonna have any chance, we have to win this game. We need all three of those points, uh and them to get zero. So yeah, I mean this is this is a chance, man. This is uh, time to start hunting if we're gonna be hunters. Yep, and then rounding off the month, we play uh, Tottenham. At the bridge again. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm uh, the premier league, obviously. So, um, so yeah, you know, some, some tough games ahead. Um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, it's important to have, you know, the a healthy squad um, we have a fairly, you know, I would say mostly, mostly knock on wood healthy squad right now. Um, obviously with a couple of COVID cases, unfortunately, um. Hopefully, Tiago Silva and Conte, we can get them back, especially before that Man City match, which Definitely. I think, is, um, which I think is, um, like, can happen. You know I Meaning because they they just went, you know, they just tested positive either today or yesterday or whatever it was. Um, so, so yeah. But big month ahead, and um, we need to see results. We need to see results. So, let's hunt, baby. We're hunters now. Yes, we're hunters. We're hunters. So, um, I think you know that's kind of all we got. I mean, you got um, anything else you want to talk about before we, uh, I guess, end this, end this, uh, end this episode? Uh, I just got. I, I was just kind of thinking about this this super small thing. I come up with a new award. So you, you do your job award. Um, I thought it was so funny how Rüdiger was just antagonizing Mo Salah all game. He was all over him. He like had his arms like around him, like straight out, like he was like forklifting him up, up around, like across the pitch. Like it was, I just thought it was hilarious. That's job. what he went out to do to you know render Mosala useless. To exactly that, it just looks so funny when he does that. So first, uh, first annual, and it's not annual, but do your job award. Yeah, shout out to uh, yeah, Rudiger. shout out to Tony. Nice job. Where to do your job. Thanks. I love that. I love that. We should definitely do that more often and do your job award. Um, I'm in, I, I love that. I love that. So yeah. Um, I guess that wraps it up then. Um, so thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to, you know, subscribe, like whatever the heck it is that you guys need to do to get us, you know, get us, uh, get more people listening to us. Um, but, you know obviously we're uh here for well first of all because we we enjoy doing this talking about you know the football team that we love but beyond that um hopefully to entertain you guys and to give you guys um you know some enjoyment throughout your day to to listen uh, us talk about chelsea football club so um yep thank you uh thank you josh for another great episode and uh we will see you on the next one Blue. Oh, blues, a blues, baby.